Well, good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis, and welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Um, <clears throat> what I wanted to uh, talk about today was exploring the way Americans talk about America. Um, a lot of people use very effusive terms, and one of the things that I haven't heard in a while is about American exceptionalism. Um, I just want to take a cursory look at how we talk about America versus what uh, look, talk about America from the outside looking in versus what really is going on from the inside looking out. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Okay. So, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, recently, there was um, James Comey who talked about how uh, about American values, and you hear a lot about American values in uh, the news today or uh, in the news shows and how we talk about America. And uh, in the immigration debate um, and how we treat our fellow citizens and the uh, police discussion of policing, you know, it all talks about how we as a society are trying to uh, live and what, what, what the rules that we're trying to live by, and we and we talk about uh, how the great values that we hold up, and what which is supposedly our value system. But keep in mind that America was founded on um, deceit, was founded on uh, lying, stealing for a long time. Um, there was uh, slavery. And when we, when a lot of people talk about America, I don't think that there are some parts of America or have long tried to live by higher standards. They've tried to achieve a higher consciousness in how they relate to fellow citizens. Um, <clears throat> the, I think the difficulty comes is that obviously not everyone sees and uh, life the same way. Um, at one time, the first lady uh, says, uh, "A man's uh, word is a person's word is their bond." Um, that may have been part of the society, but by no means was all of the society um, bound by that ideology. And, and I think that's where, where it comes in, where we look at it from the outside and we romanticize about things that we found in, uh, exceptional about our society and things that we wanted to see our society become and achieve and knew that we could achieve as uh, a community. And the disconnect being, she also at one time says, this was the first time she was proud of the country and that infamous statement blew up and and so there was that whole issue but but it just underplays or defines that dichotomy or that that difficulty that we have in part of us want to achieve this great society where everything's fair and everybody's treated equally and um, all things are done with the greatest of intentions at heart. But yet we realize 
that that's not the case. That's not an everyday practice. We are far from that. And I, and I say far from that, not meaning that there's this huge chasm that we can't get across, but that on a regular basis, it is exhibited that we don't treat each other as fellow citizens, that we don't treat each other fairly, that we don't even strive to. Um, currently in the news with this current administration, the, the whole idea of one party, had, one, one particular part of society has been into power. They've had most of the things go their way and they intend for it to be that way. They intend for it to, for, for there not to be disparity, for there not to be parity, pardon me, um, for there to be this haves and have nots. And they want to be a part of the haves and they don't really care about the have nots. You just get whatever's left. Um, so just um, in business, like uh, um, the Congress um, some time back um, passed a law that um, shareholders can <clears throat> sue a company, sue, the, sue management, if the shareholder believes that management didn't do everything to make a profit, didn't do all of the right things to make a profit. We can go back and romanticize about, because um, I used to think when I was growing up, and which was one of the reasons I always wanted to be uh, on my own business, is that <clears throat> management and business owners and businesses created a better society. They helped a uh, community to, grow and flourish and they were always a part of that and there was always this respect for um, someone in a shirt and a tie if you look at it today um, people in shirt and ties are vilified or thought to be shady or thought to be unseemly in some way uh, that they being deceptive um, that just shows that as we try to achieve a better society, um, it becomes more and more difficult. And <clears throat> everyone plays a role. Everyone has a part in trying to achieve that. And the difficulty comes in is that not everyone sees a perfect society in the same way. Take for instance, um, the president uh, said he could be presidential. And he stiffened his chin and he raised his head up and he projected this um, image of uh, uh, strong and um, quiet and, 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 you know, forceful. Um, and so he's, he's showing that he sees presidential not as a, not as a, um, way to to perform or behave it's not a um it's not a personality characteristic it's a an a form of behavior or a form of actions it's a series of actions if i if i stand erect and i poke my chest out and um 
I jut my tin forward as in some type of forceful manner, I am now presidential. Not recognizing that presidential is a form of behavior. It is a it is a personal trait inside of you that makes you presidential. We've um, as society, what we try to do is we want people to be fair. Um, and so being part of presidential is being fair. It, it's not just having your, you know, in being in the office of the president, but making sure that you work towards the benefit of everyone that you serve because the president is a position of service. It, it's not our, we expect our leaders to serve, which sounds like, um, contradictory terms, but, but they do serve us. They help set the tone so that everyone sees service as a positive feature. So in looking at our society, we want to always point out a few things that make us great. Uh, a few things like uh, wealth, wealth, income, and uh, education and those things, you know, being first or being greatest at this without um, putting as much emphasis on how we get there. It's process versus present presentation. A lot of times we're more about the presentation and sometimes it's more important that presentation is more important than process. And sometimes process is more important than president um, presentation, but that is contingent upon the situation and contingent upon, you know, what, what is necessary to achieve the goals. <clears throat> so we, we have a tendency to um, be more on the side of presentation than we are process. Um, how do we get to a fair society? Um, someone, some people believe we can shoot our way to a fair society. So we have gun laws that allow a good guy to shoot a bad guy. And so now we've gotten to good. Somehow that equates to good, that it's okay. It should be acceptable that in the middle of a street or in the middle of a restaurant or in the middle of a school that a good guy or a bad guy that gets shot by a good guy is a good thing. We've achieved something because the bad guy has been stopped. So, so my, my thing is, is that <clears throat> process is probably more important than presentation, but presentation is also necessary. If we accomplish a lot of things, a lot of positive things through the process, but no one knows about it or no one feels that we've achieved anything, then, then we're also going backwards because the presentation has to be, we've achieved these things by this process, and this is what has transpired. And these are the wonderful things that we've done. And so the presentation also becomes important. Um, 
So we talk about America and how great and wonderful it is. And currently probably about, and I, I don't have absolute numbers on this, um, but probably half the people are um, in some way trying to deny rights to the other half, whether it be racial, whether it be um, religious, whether it be um, sexual preferences, um, if we subjugate our women, if we if we subjugate our gay community, um, we're still subjugating someone. We still haven't reached parity. We still haven't uh, fought for those things that are right to give people an opportunity to participate equally in society. Um, we have politicians that are actively fighting to disenfranchise voters so that they don't participate in the system. A system that supposedly was designed for everyone to participate. It's important to get everyone to participate because that's the best way that democracy works. So are they anti-democracy because they're fighting against or uh, trying to disenfranchise a part of the community, a part of our community that's, that's there to help us achieve better? Um, if we are doing what uh, countries that we say are not the picture of uh, what a society should look like. If we say dictators are bad and yet we perform in a way that has the same effective result, then have we achieved what we wanted to achieve? Have we done right? How do we call um, a dictator a villain when we've legitimized their behavior by emulating it to some degree? or emulating the results. Um, so we argue that um, elections in other countries aren't fair, and yet we're fighting to disenfranchise people in this country. Um, we have a, a kind of a anything goes politics uh, currently. There was, a, there was a time when many people were fighting uh, to, to bring civility to the political process, to bring civility to uh, governing, to make sure that, that we weren't standing in the halls of Congress uh, throwing punches at each other or screaming invectives or behaving in non-civilized manner. And yet we continue to do things that bring about non-civilized behavior. Um, Yes, the um, we should encourage people to to uh, protest. But if we're listening to each other, why do we need protest? If we're hearing folks, if we're paying attention to what they're saying, if they have a voice, if a person or a group of people have a voice, they don't. I can imagine that they would have a need to feel protest, that they need to protest. If they're getting heard, then they can resolve their issues 
through that conversation. That's what civilization is, is that we don't um, use weapons or we use don't use force to resolve disputes or to uh, achieve goals in society that everyone's at the table. Everyone has a say and <clears throat> at least by having an opportunity to voice your opinion, you can see where the other person differs from you or the other ideas differ from you. And maybe um, you will understand their point of view and then some compromise can come about so that um, we can have a society free from hate and anger. Um, those are things that we have deemed aren't productive in society. And I say aren't productive because um, I don't want to use the term bad or wrong. Um, there are certain aspects of our development as a, a group of people that have come through uh, wars and and anger and aggression. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's something we there is a time and a place for that. Um, small disputes that can be dis, uh, mitigated or um, eliminated through negotiation, uh, through conversation, probably should be. I can't say probably should be, but should be. Um, but we've, we've found ourselves currently in our current society um, using a lot more <clears throat> uh, invectives and uh, yelling and um, bullying to achieve success. Uh, one of the things that um, I talk, I like to talk, talk about, and especially when people are having conversations with me, is that I don't think we've ever really defined what we're trying to achieve. I mean, there's a general idea that we want a country that's, you know, free from war and people can um, um, get a job and, you know, better their life. But but what does that mean? Does that does that mean um, should I be able to take your job away from you um, just because I decided I want it? How do we, how do we achieve the goals that we want to achieve? What, what exactly are our goals? Um, is it that, um, that we have, uh, gentlemen's rules on, on societal behavior? Uh, do we, how do we recognize the behavior that we want to promote versus the behavior that we don't want to promote. Some people don't like the idea of women working in the workforce. Why is that? Why do we work towards that? Do we give them the opportunity to, or I don't say give, um, So a person who, who doesn't believe women should be in the workforce, are they wrong for believing that our society should be that way? Why is it that we would promote the idea that women should 
be able to be in the workplace. We've never really had, I don't think we, <clears throat> we've ever really had the discussion about why, why we've accepted some of the ideas that we believe we should be promoting in our society. And I think until we've, we've had that discussion, until we've identified why those things are important, identified how we should want to achieve those, um, there's always going to be this pushback against them. Um, someone who believes that women should not be in the workforce, they don't have, they may not have a good enough reason. They may not have been given a good enough reason why that's important. We sometimes assume that people recognize good when they see it. Um, if that was the case, then there, there may not be this um, brawls every Saturday night at the local bar. Um, how does that impact the community? Why do we discourage that? Um, so I don't think we've ever really had that conversation. Uh, and, and, I, and I think part of what needs to happen is we need to have a national discussion about what kind of things that we want to see our society become, why that's important, how we plan to get there. Um, having a plan, um, one of the things that um, I was in a meeting recently, but this is something I've heard uh, a long time ago, and I've lived by it. Uh, people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. And that can be applied to, uh, it's definitely applied for me in business, but it also applies in life. If we don't have a plan, we just, uh, we set up a government, we say, um, there are some people who don't know, even know why we have a government. They don't understand the role of government. They don't understand how government protects them how government fits into their life. I know that may seem difficult, but it's the f talking to people and listening to their responses. I can tell they have little concept as to why government is important. Um, I have heard many people talk about eliminating government. Part of the whole Donald Trump um, going in was not just to shake things up, but to eliminate departments. Why were those? Why are those departments not needed? There's been no real discussion. They were. They may have been set up and put into place without giving people an opportunity to understand their usefulness to us. And when you go and you have that, then you you've put the you've put it in place. You put the agency there. Uh, let's take the EPA. You've put the EPA in place, and and then uh, people get angry because they can't do the things that they want to do. And then you try to explain to them um, the reason the EPA is there is to make sure you have good water. Um, because you put it into place with without having the discussion. There are many times people just buck against something 
simply because they didn't have an opportunity to participate in the conversation. So when you try to talk to them, they don't want to hear it because they don't feel like they were listened to in the first place. And they're just going to just going to buck it. Um, so so I think it would be important. We I don't know how that would that discussion would happen. I don't know. Um, we, we can't just stop being the government. We just can't stop being the society and then go back and then um, reformulate or re talk about how do we set up a government. We have to find a way to go from where we are to where we need to be. We don't even have. So we talk about having a, a society where people honor behavior and people honor um, other people, but we don't. How 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 do we know when we're successful and we've achieved that? Um, is it is it when we have absolutely no one that ever is mistreated? So so we're trying. Let's say we're trying to eliminate bullying. How do we know when we're successful? Um, bullying is so ingrained in who we are as people that um, children bully without even knowing that they're bullying. Um, they see adults. Um, one of the systems that we use is we use um, political pressure use political political pressure to achieve certain things in society we use um, agencies to try to get people to do what we want them to do that may not be the textbook that's in definition of bullying but when you use that law to um, get your way and the person you're using the law against does not like being um, managed in that way, they can claim bullying. And so, so the idea is how do we um, make sure that we explain uh, what we're doing, why we're doing it, why it's necessary, why it's important, and what is the positive benefits of it? Um, there are many people who do not um, see the government as a useful, um, a useful attribute in our society. And it's kind of important that we, uh, if we're as a country, if we're going to achieve things together, uh, how many people is it necessary for us to bring along? Because I, I, I question of being able to um, getting every single soul in society to participate in a direction because so many people, so many different um, trains of thought. What, what do we consider successful? Just that we get it done, just that it happens on a daily basis, that we're able to pass laws, but we have people talking about uh, states seceding from the union if, if or if we're successful if we only have two states that want us to see or we successful if uh, only a third of the people don't subscribe to 
the full idea of democracy. So I, I, it's pretty difficult um, to have it. Right now, we are we are at a time when people are actively not listening to each other, actively fighting against listening to each other, not willing to make any compromises to achieve uh, success for our country. How do we? Um, how do we? get progress when we cannot um, have a conversation where we can come up with answers because the only way the only other way left if if we can't talk is that we have to uh, use force and if we deem force as the only way to achieve goals then civilization suffers because then it becomes a matter of Who's the strongest? Who's able to force their way into making their point? Um, so going back, um, one of the things that, as I said, we have people or we, we talk effusively about our country, about how wonderful and great it is. Yet we have so many difficulties with just everyday governing. And it, it's not expected to be easy. It's not expected to um, just um, resolve itself and it is hard but it's definitely got to be worth the fight and <clears throat> pardon me so so hopefully we can get past this point where we stop we have stopped listening to each other where we've assumed that force is the only way to achieve our goals and that um that only my ideas and only my goals are worth fighting for part of i thought the promise for america was is that we fought for each other's rights that we fought for each other that we that we believed in compromise and so so now we're challenging i, I believe we're challenging that idea of compromise um <clears throat> Pardon me. I want to thank you very much for uh, joining me this afternoon. The uh, video version of the podcast is available on YouTube. Just search for uh, STL, or I'm sorry, uh, Lion's Den STL. Um, the audio version of the podcast is available on Stitcher.com, Podcast.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Music Play Store. Now, the Internet is powered by your likes, shares and comments. So please like, share and comment on the video uh, or the episode wherever you find it, because it matters. As always, remain cool, be calm and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you. <laughs>